Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, mamas, and welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm your host, Joy, and today is a special day in our house. Today is my daughter's 10th birthday, my oldest daughter, Hollings. She was born on 12-12-12. How cool is that? And today she turns 10. So send me a message wishing her happy birthday and I will show them all to her. She would love that. We have had a fun weekend of celebrating her and um, just spending time with her and her friends. And tonight we had family and um, it's just so great to celebrate our kids. What a gift they are. And I love in today's pericope, fun theological word, it just means a chunk or a section of scripture. I just think it's a fun word to say. So in our Advent series, we are on our fourth part of our Advent series. Today, we're looking at Luke 1 verses 57 through 66. We're talking about the birth of John the Baptist. And so as I mentioned, we were celebrating together. And one of the things that I I do love about this section is the neighbors. It says, when the neighbors and relatives heard that Elizabeth had a boy. They all were so excited and they came and rejoiced with her. And I think that's so great when we can come together and celebrate together. Now, however, so these friends and neighbors start off strong, but they kind of remind me of Job where Job's friends started off strong. They came and they just sat with him and they didn't give any advice for the first, I think it was like week. So they started off strong, but then the neighbors, they get, they try to get in the way of what God is doing. And, um, it says that the neighbors, I don't know why, I mean, it's probably a cultural thing, but the neighbors and the, the relatives wanted to name the baby Zechariah after the dad. And Zechariah still has not spoken. This is over nine months now. Really, we know pregnancy is 10 months. And like, he still has not spoken. And so the neighbors, they all are like, let's name the baby Zechariah after his father. And Elizabeth says, no, his name is John. Because that is what the angel 
you know, shared with her that God's desire was for this baby's name to be John. And so then this is where I think it's, it just, it's funny to me. And it says, verse 61, it says, what? They explained, exclaimed, there is no one in your family by that name. Okay. Here, the, so this part, I have just, Zechariah is not speaking, but it's my understanding. I don't remember it saying that he couldn't hear, right? So in, when we look back to the, the angel coming and telling Zechariah about John the Baptist being born, he said, um, because you didn't believe me, here's the quote. It says, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. It does not say that Zechariah couldn't hear. So he can still hear. And yet these neighbors and relatives in verse 62. So they use gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. Okay. That's like when you shout to someone who doesn't speak English because you think that speaking English to them louder is going to help. It doesn't. The hearing is not the problem. So I don't understand why they're using gestures. It just, it's, it's a very silly picture to me. And Zechariah, who using gestures would make sense, says he motioned for a writing tablet. So everyone's, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote his name as John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of God was surely upon him in a special way. So, so they redeem, the neighbors redeem themselves by recognizing that God's hand is on all of this. But I I just can't get the silly picture of this group of neighbors and family gesturing to people who hear, what do you want the baby's name to be? We think his name should be Zechariah. Like, it just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but does anybody else find that silly? Like, there, and... And I understand that Elizabeth did not say, no, God told us his name is John. We've already decided, you know, like she doesn't give a lot besides saying, no, his name is John. Um, It does have exclamation points. So she's emphatic about it. But it's just, I don't know. That's just such a silly, silly thing to me. And, you know, often, so this is where my, my love part comes in so we're doing remember the love teach play discipleship approach so with love i'm asking myself what did i learn about god and for me what stood out is that god's way doesn't always make sense it might not make sense to others and it might not make sense to me it doesn't always make sense and others might not agree with it 
but it's still the right way. It's still the right way. And when Zechariah followed God's commands to name him John, instantly he could speak again. And once that happened, he began praising God. The first words after 10 months of not speaking, the first words out of his mouth were praise. I think that's beautiful. So for me, I need to remind myself that God's ways don't always make sense. And that's okay. It may not go along with what culture is saying. It may not be what other people want me to do. I may not know, like like Mary, two episodes ago, she was questioning and she was confused. And it's okay. God's ways do not always make sense. But I was reading this morning. Um, I do every morning I read the Bible recap. I'm going to do it again starting in January and would love for you to join me. So today I was reading in Romans 14. This is such a good section. And with everything that is going on in church culture right now, and for me, what I'm seeing in these mom groups is just so much division over nitpicky things or things that they feel personally convicted about that are not actually even in the Bible. And yet it's a personal conviction that they're holding standards on other people. And, um, and I see this with Halloween, with Christmas, with Easter, with Santa, with public school, private school, homeschool, all of these choices that the Bible does not say yes or no to these things. The Bible doesn't say what kind of, um, TV shows your child should or should not watch. These are choices. These are personal convictions. And um, yes, uh, there are some, some things where it is obvious that is not appropriate for children, but there's so much freedom, so much freedom. And we are not always living in that as a culture of Christians right now. And So what I loved about this Romans 14, and which reminds me of our passage today is just these neighbors and these friends, they have this cultural idea of what the child's name should be. And they're like, willing to fight the mom over what they think is best for the child. But the mom, the mom is the one who knows the child. The mom is the one who is communicating to God about that child every day. Culture doesn't get to tell. Neighbors and relatives don't get to tell Elizabeth what is best for her child. God does. And so in this Romans 14, it says, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For, for instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another, be- with a, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. 
And it goes on and says not to condemn others and that it's between them and God. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. And it goes on and it says, what you feel called to do will be honored. So then it also says, um, in the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it is to honor the Lord. And if we die, it is to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord, both of the living and the dead. So why do you condemn another believer? And it goes on. Each of us will give a personal account. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble. And and he goes on um, with food and all these things. Um, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. And all of this to me just reminds me of these neighbors and these relatives of Elizabeth. Why are they taking such a stake in his name? Why do I let others try to influence my parenting? Why do I let others shame me for choices I make for my family? Why do others do that? Why do I do that? Why do I look at someone and say, oh, maybe if they should have done this for their child, that might have been better because we all do it, right? But that's not what I'm called to do. And that's not what these neighbors needed to do. And then they even just, they went so far as not only to like share their opinion, but to then argue it. And then make themselves look foolish by gesturing to a person who could hear perfectly fine. But then, but then, God, right? And God shows up and he redeems them. He shows them. He does the miracle of giving Zechariah his voice back. And they see, the neighbors see God's hand on John's life. And instantly they're like all in awe and they talk about it and they share about it. And so I wonder what good came from that, from them being teachable. These people who have made these silly mistakes and argued over something that wasn't really their choice to begin with are redeemed. And so I just pray that for each of us, that even though we have probably made these silly mistakes and looked um, foolish at times fighting for cultural norms that we might see the hand of God in those things. 
and that we might let others live in their convictions peacefully and that we might boldly live in our own convictions so um so that's my love that's that's where where i met god in this passage in romans today teach what do i want my kids to know about the triune god i want my kids to know that he is worth standing with that they need to stand with god and one day all of those who argue with them or don't understand will fall in awe of him so this week i'm going to play with my kids and i'm i'm going to be kind of silly and i'm going to we're going to do charades because of the neighbors and um we're just going to have fun and we get to talk about this story and it's and how it um leads into the birth of Jesus and its role in Christmas story and in the big picture, in God's big picture, but also how it reflects us today and that neighbors and family and friends will argue with us. They will not always understand why we make choices to stand with God. And yet when we do, we will be able to praise him and they will be in awe because the hand of the Lord was surely upon John in a special way. And I believe it is on our children in a special way too. And so that is how I am going to love, teach, play with this story this week. And what I this i i love i like this story i love this story it um was so good for me there's one that it was hard to pick a verse um because there weren't a lot of you know unique stand out verses it really is more of a whole story and so i think um i'm just going to pull out the part that says what will this child turn out to be because we don't know what God is going to do with our children. But I do believe his hand is on them in a special way. So what will this child turn out to be? And if our children see modeled and then learn to live into standing with God, despite what friends and family and neighbors say and do, then wow, what will this child turn out to be? So um, that that's our love, teach, play, discipleship approach for the fourth. Did I say earlier or third? I think this is the fourth. This is the fourth Advent, um, fourth part of our Advent series. And so um, thank you for listening today. I would really ask you to please leave a review. I um so appreciate hearing your thoughts on the podcast. I would love a review. It would be an amazing Christmas present for me. And just a a small way you can say thank you if you appreciate and love or learn from these are encouraged by this podcast. It would mean so much. It would also help others to find this podcast. 
And um, I want more moms loving God and loving their kids and playing with their kids. And so um, anything that I can do to get this in the ears of more mamas and your reviews is one of those things. But also, I want you to come to the Christmas party. I have a special guest coming. It's going to be so fun. I've got lots of fun games play for us. It is going to be, it's going to be fun. And I really want you to come. So it is going to be next Tuesday on the, nope, next Monday on the 19th. And so I would love for you to be able to join me at this party, at this Christmas party online in Zoom. It's going to be short, only about 30 minutes. So mamas, you can do it. And if your kids are around, that will be fine too. Um, it, it doesn't need to be a super focused amount of time. This is casual. It's fun. It's a party. And I want to celebrate with you on Zoom and get to see your faces and chat. And um, so please leave a review and then send me a message of the screenshot or an email and I will get you on the list to come to the Christmas party. Thanks, mamas. And on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with your kids. Bye now. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.